You're listening to the Sarah Fader podcast. This is what anxiety feels like. And I'm here with my homie, Erica Reve, which I always internally pronounced Reva. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Everybody does. Everyone does. Erica and I are like music soulmates. Tell the tell the world about our music love, our mutual music love, Erica. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I don't even remember really how it started, but like we, I don't know. I think we just saw one of your one of your tweets uh, about lyrics, and we were like, "Hey, I know that song," and then it just like you're like, "Hey, but I know that entire song." Yeah, well, you know what? I know that entire song too. And then it just went from one song, one band to like both of our entire music files in our brains. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, we were like, like accessing music rolodexes and like tweeting. <laughs> massive amounts of lyrics and we have the exact same taste in music and it's insane like it's insane and we almost we almost managed to do blink 182's what's my age again like line for line line for line yeah that was wild I couldn't believe it I was like I'm impressed with both of us right now I know how the hell (laughs) mad mad skills that was some that was some shit like we really we worked that shit out it was impressive um so yeah, Erica and I met on Twitter where it, I feel like Twitter is where you meet the coolest people, honestly. Like Facebook sure. Facebook is I don't know if you saw my post about this, but I feel like Facebook is where people murder each other's opinions. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yep. and Twitter is Yeah, and and Twitter is like where people just have fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. There's major differences there. And it's odd because they're both social media platforms, but people on Twitter are just like, okay, yeah, cool. Hey, you know what? I like you. We're going to be we're gonna be friends. I know. Based upon mm-hmm. our taste in music, I feel like we could get married. Like, just, just oh, totally. you know what I mean? Sure. Like, that's it. Like, will you marry yeah. me, music-wise? Totally. You're my music <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh, my God. That's our new thing. We have to tell Twitter about this. We are music... Yes. You're, you're, yes, I'm your music wife. It's good. Yep, yep. That's good. You're my music wife. You're definitely the dude. I'm, I'm definitely, I feel like you I are. Would, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think I'm the dude there. You're definitely, yeah. you're the dude. It's, be- it's, the dude. <laughs> it's because you're an Aries. Probably. Yeah. yeah that makes total sense to me. Okay, so <laughs> if, if you haven't noticed, Erica re- refers to herself as we. And yep. so tell me about, or tell us, tell the, the audience about why that is and what your mental health diagnosis is or mental illness well i was diagnosed a few years ago now with dissociative identity disorder which is did um it was it was once known as multiple personality disorder but then the dsm restructured that and now it's uh dissociative identity disorder and what that is is it uh, it occurs from many varying types of severe trauma in early developmental years. And because of that, when you're developing, you know, different parts of your personality are are forming. Who you are becoming is forming. Uh, For me, because of some of the severe degrees and varying types of abuse, my brain, like, fractured in a sense, like a broken pane of glass or a mirror or something like that. So I have multiple different parts that will take over to protect or in different scenarios and stuff like that. And so now it's we. And just to clarify, when when I have an opinion, I do say I. If it's we, like if I can feel 
some of my parts if we're co-conscious or something like that, which I can explain in a minute to you. Mm -hmm. Um, With co-consciousness, if they share an opinion with me, then I say we. If it's something that we disagree on, I'll say they, them, or just the name of the part. Okay. So right now, like, you're talking to me now. So is we present or is, is it you? Is it? I... I am talking to you. I'm the person talking to you, um, but I can feel some of my parts um, because, truthfully, on Twitter, I didn't set up that Twitter account. You were speaking to some of my parts who thought it was important to uh, advocate for people like us for all varying mental illnesses and stuff like that, so you actually were speaking to them first. I had no idea that the Twitter existed, the Twitter account, until... Just a little over a year ago, I think, actually. That's so funny. So did, who set that up? Was that Jinx? Uh, no, uh, it was Bob who had set it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, if you go to my blog, there's a section on my parts. I don't know if you've, if you've read much of that or not. But uh, Bob is a 15-year-old part in my system. She's a protector, and she's the one and the reason that we were able to get help. And it took years to find a doctor that could help um but because of that she she's the one who that's she's one of the sole reasons why we do the living with did talks and she's the one who really finds it important to advocate for using our voice to advocate for the people who are voiceless so that's that's on right so that that the did talks on patreon yeah uh yeah, that that um, some of those discussions are on Patreon. I uh, I'm not 100% familiar with what they do with the Patreon, to be honest. But um, we go to um, different hospitals, right, and yes. colleges, mm-hmm. and speak to psychology students. To yeah, that that's actually something that I wanted to ask you about. I mean, we we're talking about your health issues. But I, yeah. wa- I mean, you know, something to, to think, to consider is coming to New York for the Stigma Fighters event, if you can make it. I, we, we just saw that. Um, somebody, I, I don't think we saw you. I mean, I know you tweet about it, yeah. but I, somebody retweeted you and we were, we were just looking at that. I think that would be really cool to get to some of those events and stuff. Um, right now it's just hard. With the health with, issues. Yeah. We can talk about that, yeah. you know, um, yeah. after the podcast, but yeah. So tell us about your different parts. Well, with, with sorry, give me a second. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know how many parts I have. I'm still considered pretty early on in therapy. Um, it's, it's only a few years in for me, and that's considered pretty early as far as DID goes and working through that. Um, but with, with some of them, uh, I have a part that, uh, they call anger. She is frightening when you first meet her. Mm -hmm. She's very loud. She's very aggressive. What she is basically though, is the warning system. She is 100% nonviolent, except when you're around her, it it can get frightening. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, because of how loud and She's a massive presence. Like, I've had people tell me that, like, the atmosphere in the room and my physical body feels different when when she's around. Uh, and then she's 
She's 100% nonviolent, though. She's the warning system, the get the fuck away from me right the fuck now. Mm-hmm. Um, don't touch me. Don't look at me. Don't come near me because we're going to have a problem if you keep yeah. aggressing towards me. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's the, yeah, she's the alarm system in the sense that she is 100% nonviolent, but if somebody were to lay their hands on me, get physical with me, something like that, that's when she steps back and another part would come in. Mm-hmm. And the, the parts that deal with physical confrontation are actually, from what I've seen, they're, the majority are much younger. They're, um, they are, they are, they are different ages, um, because they... People think about that, and it's tricky because I am almost 30, but I didn't get DID at 30. I was a little kid. So if you're, you know, four years old and you're you're just experiencing all these horrific things, you want somebody older than you to protect you, which is one thing that people don't really consider because when I was four or five years old, my protectors were much older than me. Because they had to, they had to process and problem solve and think about things differently than a four year old were. And I know that sounds odd, but that's oh, like your your, like your internal your internal protectors were older. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, are you at the point where you're you've come to terms with like the with the abuse that you received, or are you still processing that? With uh, through therapy, there's. There's some things that we've we've gotten to, but we've barely touched the surface, uh, which is just another one of those issues with therapy and DID. You really, realistically, you're you're talking. It's like it can be ten years sure. of therapy with that because these aren't memories that I necessarily have, right? Or I have like dissociated memories of things from when I was younger, which, you know, like out of body, you're looking down on your body type thing and it doesn't feel real. It's not, it's like, well, maybe that was me, but it doesn't, I don't think that happened to me, but it did. For sure. But it's, it's that out of body thing. You know, it's, it, you know, what's interesting about what you're saying too, is that I think that, you know, a lot of people don't, you don't have to have DID to dissociate. Right. Correct. So that's the Absolutely thing. Absolutely not. Right. So like I can relate to it from the perspective of when my anxiety levels are really high, I will dissociate yep. from my body. Right. Absolutely. And I used to do Absolutely. that as a child too. Like I have memories of like, you know, feeling like I was like astral projecting because I didn't yes. want to be in my body. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we just, uh, we just hosted, um, one of the Twitter chats this past week, uh, hashtag talk MH. And, um, we were we were discussing dissociation and like some people were talking about like well I don't I don't think that this uh, I can really relate to this topic so we'll see you guys next week no you absolutely can yeah every single person experiences dissociation the simplest example of that is you're in class and you're taking a test and you're you know you're you're nervous about it anxious about it you're trying to get it finished and then all of a sudden 50 minutes goes by and you got five minutes left in class and you don't know where the time went yep it's like that. That's dissociation. And, yep. And and also I feel like I, I do it for me, what I when I do it a lot is on the subway. Because yeah. I I can't handle that hyper the, the hyperstimulation and being in that environment and it's so stressful that I'm like, I'm not here, I'm not here, I'm not here. You know? Absolutely. Yes. That is absolutely an example of dissociation. Um, you know, in 
in a long, boring work meeting, you're you're sitting, you're trying to work on a project and something like that, and then, like, you just, you, it's that you get lost in your head type thing, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like, 45 minutes goes by, two hours goes by at work, and you're like, wow, that day went by really fast. That's just, it's a, it's an everyday form of dissociation. All people dissociate with DID or dissociative disorder. There's some differences there, of course, but everyone has experienced dissociation because that's just, that's how people work. That's how living creatures work. You know, it, it's this mundane activity and it just goes by. Right. Just what, how the mind works. What do you think the most profound epiphany that you've come to in therapy is so far regarding repressed memories? Um, I, well, I think first of all, the, the main thing was that for me, and I know it's true for other people with DID, but for me, I had no idea I had DID. Right. I had no clue. So when, the way my mind works is that I, like, I think in logic and, like, word processes and stuff like that, and I need things to fit in their place. And constant blackouts, there was no place for that to fit. So when I finally did learn that I had DID and that's what was happening, I wasn't going to be diagnosed with a rare inoperable brain tumor because that is truly what I thought. Yeah. And because that was the only thing that made sense to me. That's fucking scary, and man. You must have been really scared. Kind of, but eventually I just, like, in my 20s, I just got to the point, like, I just want to know. Another doctor shrugging at me and saying, oh, no, I didn't want to hear that again. I couldn't take it. Yeah. <laughs> like. And that is part of what Bob did. She kept going to doctors when I gave up because I quit. Yeah. I quit going in my early 20s. Like I was 21 and I just didn't, I didn't go to any more doctors. I didn't care anymore. Yeah. I was like, if I have a brain hemorrhage, I have a brain hemorrhage, but I don't care anymore. What was happening to you that you were initially seeking medical treatment? You said, you mentioned blackouts. Yeah. I don't, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't mean blackouts in the sense that like I had a really, really, heavy night of drinking and I don't remember what happened. I mean, uh, for example, like I was, uh, 17 and celebrating my birthday. And the next thing I know, it's my 21st birthday. Yeah. And those years, I have no memory of those years. They're, they're not there. It's a black, it's a blank in my, it's a black hole in my memory. It's mm -hmm. gone. Um, when I was a kid, like, and a kid, I mean under 18, but like, I would just, not be there anymore and years would go by months would go by i no kidding i woke up in canada one time wow that happened yeah yeah i woke up in a park in canada that's insane canadian flag mounties um what the fuck where am i like and then i dissociated again and one of my parts took over again now that was i bring that up because that was one of those things that i always wondered about through therapy i find i found out why we went to Canada. I have a lot of physical health problems. They went to get me medication because wow. they couldn't get it in the U.S. That, well, okay, so it was for your, yeah. So you, so uh, the repressed <laughs> memories have to do with physical abuse and sexual abuse and also religious abuse. Yeah, physical, sexual, emotional, um, and uh, religious abuse, yeah. There's all sorts of different types of it. And I had the hat trick. <laughs> multiple abusers, multiple different types of abuse. And through, you know, through therapy, we're, we're working on that. We're learning about it. Um, I have always had like horrific night terrors and that I've 
that upon waking, I just wouldn't be aware of what happened. Like my poor husband, he's woken up with bruises all down his mm-hmm. legs before I've, I've, you know, bruised and harmed myself in my, in my sleep. I wasn't aware like of not it, even you know, knowing. I, yeah. Cause you were just not, not even knowing, not even knowing just this, there's different younger parts that my protectors protecting me as well, but they protect these younger parts and like they'll, <clears throat> I've woken up with blood under my fingernails because these parts just get stuck in that, in that night terror and they just scratch my head. And that's, it's, that's, in, that's intense. Here's here. This yeah. is a kind of a strange question, but is it possible that like somebody who experienced the trauma you experienced would not develop DID? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, um, there's, there's all different, that's the problem with getting a DID diagnosis, is that, now, if they experienced exactly what I experienced, the odds of them not getting DID are astronomically low. Right. Because my abuse started in infancy. Oh, okay, so, so, yeah, so then there's no way, right? It's almost impossible that you wouldn't develop it if you're if your abuse starts when you're like a baby baby if you're like a toddler and your abuse starts that's it's almost impossible if your abuse starts at like eight years old that's a different thing you can still experience the same types of abuse that i experienced but by eight who you are is there right but because you were so young your personality wasn't developed so it was like you you were conditioned and then you developed these parts correct yes I am still there, but I actually, um, <clears throat> I myself struggle a lot with emotions mm-hmm. because I, for me, that didn't like singularly develop, like in the sense that like I didn't, con- inconsistency kills. I say that all the time. We say that all the time. I didn't have consistency in any capacity at all. So I wasn't able to develop these different typical like milestones that other people did right I wasn't able to form different attachments and when I did then they turned out not to be safe every time it was safe and then it wasn't it was safe and then it wasn't it was safe and then it wasn't and that was the true for every single person what's what's an example of that like you mentioned you know forming an attachment and then realizing it's unsafe like what's a concrete example of that um that would be my mother's mother Mm -hmm. she would be uh she is a sociopath and truly she is and she is very good at manipulating people mm-hmm. and in front of people she uh i'm i'm her girl i'm her favorite everybody in the family knows that i'm her favorite i'm grandma's girl mm-hmm. except she's the one who you know tried to choke the life out of me when i was like one mm-hmm. and she's the one who tried to drown me multiple times like these are just a couple examples so it but as looking back and by the, I, truly by the time I was like 10 I was like all right it, nope probably a little younger like this lady I don't want anything to do with that's so scary I'm I, I'm that's yeah. horrific and I'm so sorry you had to deal with that it's awful thank you yeah. I think I think that's that's something too that's important to point out while it's something that I am aware of now that I had to deal with right it was my parts that dealt with it right because you right you checked out yeah I was not there there's 
there are things that I remember in a dissociated sense, mm-hmm. but that's the other problem is that my memories would not look like your memories. And then additionally, because of the way I think, I think in words, words, and people have told me things about my life, my entire life. Those right. are what my memories look like. The discussions I had with people after the fact. Yeah, that's they're, what my memories they're, they're like, like dictated to you. Yeah, so it's almost like you're, tell me if this is, is if this makes sense, but like, it's like you're looking at like a, like a story of your life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a scrapbook. Yeah. Random chopped up pieces all put together. Wow, that's really fascinating. I feel like yeah. there's something, but I, but there's something relatable about that to me because I think, I think the reason that I relate to that is because I have PTSD. Oh yeah. You know uh, what I that's, mean? That's one thing with, um, with DID, uh, it, I do not feel like I have PTSD. Mm-hmm. except for when I can feel one of my parts and then all of a sudden I'm like trying to calm them down because we're hiding under the bed and they're scratching the shit out of my arms. Right. Because they're terrified they heard something. Somebody, even somebody said something and it, it triggered them and they flipped the fuck out. Yeah. Is there, so uh, is there paranoia associated with DID? There can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, um, for me, it's a little different than it would be for some of my parts, for example. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I developed a, a type of OCD mm-hmm. because I would black out all the time and I would lose shit all the time. Right. Because I, that's just how I perceived it. So everything has to be in like a certain place for me. Right. Well, that, like, I, that, that, that's logical to me. I mean, I feel like it's a comfort thing, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because then I know with certainty I can look at it in my mind. I have that memory. I put that there. It should be there. Why is it not there now? <laughs> That's that's what it became, dude. That's like my with, that's like my fucking life. Like I can never fucking yeah. find my keys, and I and I <laughs> and then I'll literally be walking around my house for like twenty minutes trying to find my keys. Oh yeah, absolutely, you know? all the time. All the yeah. time, it's like every day. And then I'm like, fuck you, brain. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it has to do with yeah. like my my ADHD. <laughs> so I get it. Um, yeah. What what is the part of you that tweets lyrics with me? Her name is Melody. <laughs> Yep, her name's Melody. Uh, music's always been a big part of my life, our life. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't know specifically yet where she came from, mm-hmm. like why this, why Melody exists. Um, but she, one of one of my other parts um, compares her to Bumblebee from Transformers. Yeah. How he speaks through the radio. Yeah, totally. She does in a sense, but she uses only music when she speaks. That's, that's actually how she communicates with our therapist. Mm. She doesn't have conversations. She uses lyrics wow. when she talks. That's interesting. It's only through lyrics that she speaks. That's awesome. It gets tricky, but yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so we're, we have to hashtag music wife because that's happening. Music wife for sure. Yeah, yep. that's happening. And you're my <laughs> husband, right? You're the husband. Um, I'm the husband. So, okay, I, I, I warned you I was going to ask you a philosophical question. Yeah. Um, and my question to you is, do you believe that things are predetermined or fate exists, or do you believe that we as human beings have free will? Now, that is tricky, because what I believe about that and what some of my parts believe about that are very different. Okay, let, let's, go into, different let's go into both. And there's also a third option, which is compatibilism. So it's a combination. Yes. Which is what I actually I, believe, but go ahead. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say that I I don't think things are that simple. Right. I think that there are 
there, it's just, I think it, for me, I think it's just through life experience. You can be, you can be like totally on board with something. You think it's perfect, but it's, there's just no compatibility there. Right. You can want something, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. But then that leads into, you have the, the free will to decide you are a person. Now that's the trickiness with DID. There are many things that I thought I decided, but then they never happened. Mm. So I'm standing there like a year later and I'm like, wait, why am I in Chicago? I wasn't living in Chicago anymore. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Weird. meeting your husband? Do I what? Do you remember meeting your husband? Do I remember meeting him? No. Mm-hmm. I know how we met. Because it's a funny story and everybody talks about it. Funny, not funny, haha. But like, I we were jinx. Mm-hmm. One of my parts yeah. was out with friends, and my husband is a mutual friend of them. He was dancing, and he was a good dancer. Jinx loves dancing and like actual dancing, not like bump and grind type shit. Mm-hmm. But he was actually dancing, and he's a really good dancer. So she like sidebar. Talking... I love that you just said bump and grind. Like, oh yeah, bringing it back, right? <laughs> yep <laughs> for real yeah so okay so she so she's like okay he knows what's what's going on he knows he knows yeah. what time it is dancing wise yeah yeah so she left her friends and she said i'll be back you know who she asked who who that and he said oh that's a buddy of mine great okay i'll be back and mm-hmm. she went to go dance with him and then the rest was history that, that's that it. it that's it yeah yeah, and I, then they, I, they started dating. Oh, I, I <laughs> thought, for some reason, I assumed that I had been interacting with Jinx. You you have. Yeah. You have before, yeah. Yeah, you have. Um, she, I don't know, she she likes to talk to people. I feel she like people that, are interesting. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. So now, who wrote for Stigma Fighters? Uh, that was Bob. Right, because Bob that, is the, right, the protector. Yeah, she's my 15-year-old protector. She's the one who wrote for Stigma Fighters. Uh, funny story about that. I had no idea who you were. I had no idea who Stigma <laughs> Fighters was. I had no idea that was written. Yeah. I didn't. We ended up talking about it in therapy. I think um, I think you tweeted us or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, around, like, I mean, I'm sure you did. But, like, around after it had, like, come, had been written and stuff like that. And then I brought it up in therapy. And I was like, do we, do we know what this is? And my my doctor, she's like, uh, yeah, you just oh, you didn't, did you? No, no, I don't know what this is. <laughs> it was it was a funny thing, but now it's just that's been one of the consistent weird things though throughout my life is that that kind of thing always happened. It just always happened. So at that point, and I was already a couple years into therapy. So at that point, I was like, well, this is just another one of the facts of life with yeah. DID. Yeah. Okay, but you're but, not going to... Uh, just to be clear, right. we all love you. Yay! <laughs> but you're not going to forget me now, right? <laughs> nope, okay. I know who you are now. <laughs> um, do ever... This is... Okay, so this is my, like, politically incorrect joke, but, um, which which I know you love, because you're an Aries. Um, <laughs> do people ever think, when you say we, that you're, like, British? Yes. <laughs> what, have you, yes. what do you do when that happens? Uh, I just... <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's just one of the, it's just one of those weird things. Like I, uh, another thing I have, um, like other parts who speak with different accents and stuff. Right. So people, so they people might think have that. they might think you're said British. that to me yeah. before. Mm-hmm. People have said that to me before, and it's just it was just one of those things that I was like, uh, I don't remember that, but I believe you. That's all I've ever said to people. But yeah, with the British thing, it's like no, 
no, I'm not. <laughs> You're like, no, I have a mental illness. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I, I always think about that. Like, whenever I think about talking in we, I think about the royal we, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I think we associate with that. But, yeah. um, but then it's, but you know what's also interesting now is that all this, like, gender stuff where people mm-hmm. are referring to them as themselves as they. So yeah. it gets real complicated. It really, really does. Yeah. Yeah, that does that that does tend to complicate things. We've we've talked to a few people and they um you know, they yeah. had asked um so what uh what asking uh qu- sorry, asking questions about uh gender identity and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh no no, I identify as female. I have D I D, that's what I mean. I do have male parts though, which then adds to the trickiness of it. Aries too, because you're Aries, Aries is a very masculine sign. That's what, yeah, I've, I've read that before. It's true. I'm not, I'm not the one who's 100% familiar with, like, astrology and stuff like that. That would be more jinx. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have read that. I just, I find things interesting, so I, I, I've always read about things. Yeah, and, Aries, I mean, I, I think the thing about Aries, and you're, you're such a typical Aries, too, like, because <laughs> you're just like, okay, what the fuck, this is stupid. <laughs> you know, you'll just say it, which is awesome. Like, it's, like yeah. that conversation we had on Twitter, right? Where I said, when I, me being single makes married couples uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't, uh, collectively, we didn't understand that. It didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why, like, so for example, I, I am married. You are my friend, though. So why would, I don't, I just, I can't get there in my head. Nothing I can't even process it. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Nothing about that makes sense. There's nothing logical about it. No, because it wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, I'm so sorry you're not married and don't have a boyfriend. Why? Right. Why? (laughs) I don't, I don't understand. Like, if, if you're having a bad day and you're drunk calling me and you're like, yeah, I just don't have a boyfriend. Fine. Okay. I'll talk to you about it. But like, that's such a rare thing for people to do. You know, like you are single. I am not. So what? Like, it, right. that, it, that doesn't define you as a person. It, it's, I, I, I feel like it's a dick move. Yeah, for sure a dick move, yeah. You know? Because it's, it's like, it's so like, oh, I feel sorry for you. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, it's, right. you know, it's not like I have no legs. And even if I had no legs, maybe I still <laughs> like my life, you know? Maybe you still are happy, yeah. Yeah, look at I that guy. Do you ever see that video with the guy who had, like, no legs and no arms? And he was, like, and he got married and he... Um, yeah. Remember? You see yes. what I'm saying? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's all a matter of perspective, and for some people, it seems that like that the significant other thing defines them. Like that's their goal in life. Yeah. Never was my goal in life. What my my main? I had a whole lot of shit going on. My main goal in life was why the fuck do I keep blacking out and ended up in a different state? Yeah, that, I know. that seems like... I don't a, know why I'm 600 miles away from where I originally resided. Yeah, that's like a priority. Like, priority number one. Right. Like, where the fuck am I and how did I get there? Like, that seems right. to be, like, the priority number one. Right, for sure. <laughs> so it was just... I guess that... But that's what I mean. I think, like, life experience just, like... It never occurred to me that having a significant other was a definitive thing in life. Like, that was the most important thing. So I just think about it differently. Like, are you good? Are you happy? Are you rocking the shit out of life? Awesome. Yeah, and that, see... You don't need somebody to do that. Totally. 
You're awesome. I can't believe this this went so fast. We're like out of time, which is insane. So tell people where we can follow you, find you, find all of you. <laughs> <laughs> we made that pretty easy. Uh, they're kind of smart with that. So uh, our blog is theweandme.com and then uh, Twitter at theweandme. Right. And you pretty can, simple. You can also find um, Erica and I tweeting music lyrics on Twitter because All the time. we do this. <laughs> okay, peace out, Holmes. Don't hang up. I'll be there in a second. All right, sounds good. <laughs>